And now, from Grid Square Echo Mike 48, this is 100 Watts and a Wire. Well, hello and welcome again to 100 Watts and Wire. I'm Christian. My call sign is K0STH. Steve is here with me, W7UDI, from the great state of Washington. You are in a beautiful land. Yes, very. That's, I love this place. Yeah, I don't blame you, man. It's gorgeous. And I need to get up there. Um, my wife and I will talk about places we want to go because now that's the thing you can do is you can talk about where you want to go. I'm, mm-hmm. I, I'm looking at places like Switzerland. I've fallen into this strange Instagram rabbit hole where uh-huh. something was recommended to me. And I was like, what is that place? You know, and oh, it turns out that it's, is awesome. it's Switzerland. And I'm like, wow. And it's cold, of course. But I'm like, look at that. There's a waterfall. And the mountains and the snow is on the ground. And I'm like feeling this tug that for a place I've never been. But also I talk about the Pacific Northwest where kind of the ocean meets the countryside. And I'm like, I got to I got to get there. So it's on my list, man. It's on my list. Uh, No oceans here in the middle in the heartland. So. So anyway, I've invited myself over to Steve's. We'll take a drive at some point to the ocean and uh, <laughs> set up our rigs or whatever we're doing a um and that show that part of the show just blew by so fast we're talking about our ham radio elmers is our terminology within the in the hobby uh, our, our our mentors our teachers people who give back and sort of push this great hobby and service forward you know and this this is a community where you know, we just need a little patience. You just need yep. patience. Q Axel Rose. We just need a little patience. The Guns and Roses reference. Some of you will get that. Some of you are like, oh, what? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, boy. Um, but uh, it should be an internationally recognized day where you, you you at least pause and think about your Elmers and the people who help kind of piece you together as your foundation. And even if you just go back to the last moment you got stuck, I have a handful of them. Steve takes the brunt of my crap and has to deal with me. It's, you know, it is what that is. But there's so many other people that I talk to about audio, mm-hmm. you know, friends of mine that I admire what they do, uh, video and lighting just for things like this or, you know, connecting and building, you know, whatever it is, whatever it is in your life. Uh, it, it's probably a good thing right after Thanksgiving because those are the people you think about and you may take for granted. We definitely are taking for, for granted our Elmers and the people who are keeping yeah. us up there. I remember and, a guy and, gave like me, you said, yeah. it, it goes beyond you know just here in amateur radio. It's in our professional lives too. And it's the people that you know mentor us along and uh, in other hobbies that we're not just stuck in this one hobby. We you know we have other interests. So you know just. You know, thank your mentors, the people that bring you along and to help you along, whether it's, you know, in your personal side or in your professional side. I remember a guy, his name's Lanny. He uh, Lanny. tried this show, N0JZ. Look him up on QRZ. Lanny. He will not be listening to this. He thinks this is boring. At least he <laughs> did um, years ago. I was like, Lanny, come check out this show. It was kind of like after I'd started. And I w- it was a conversation thing, and, and you're either into it or you're not into it. And he's an old marine, marine, you know, and he was just like, I got to say, this is boring. <laughs> I, like, I bet he uses a paper log, too. 
So. No, man. No, Lanny. No. But, um, yeah, and I totally got him. I'm like, that's cool, man. It's totally cool. He has a beautiful station. But I remember he said, hey, I, your antenna situation, like what bands are you trying to work on? And it was like, I like 40. I'd love to be able to do 80. And then when you're new, you're like, you want everything. You want the yeah. magic. You want the magic. But, you know, you can't do it all. You don't have enough coax, whatever it is. And he gave me uh, my first. It was the first antenna that I hung up. It was a trap. 40 and 80 meter could not tell you how this thing worked but he's like how's it doing on 40 I'm like it's really great i got like the whole band this is really ridiculous i don't have all of 80 and he's like well you're not going to get all of 80 you know it's really and i didn't understand mm -hmm. but if i go out and i spent the day trimming the end back in reader read it the other end and you know i'm i'm fighting over that hundred casey or whatever you know that little spot that's just moving because i wanted it all but um, i was I, I just would kept moving the main piece and i didn't get it i'm like lanny he's like call me on the phone <laughs> and it was like look at here son look at look at he doesn't talk like that but he's like you have to understand you're not going to get all of 80 but you don't need the cw unless you plan on learning the code anyway so why don't you tune it from this point to this point and it'll give you more of the band one day you'll have a better antenna and it'll give you more bro, you know, and, and, you know, but I needed somebody to tell me, you're not going to get it, kid. You're going to, you're going to be outside moving this slice of the pie back and forth, up and down 80 and it's meters. It's going to drive you nuts. It's going to drive you nuts. And mm -hmm. uh, in his way, which was sort of a very direct, dry, your show is boring and sucks and you're not going <laughs> to get 80 meters all of it uh -huh. so stop doing that you know sometimes we just need those people in our lives to say hey and he didn't give me the answer so much but it was like what what do you want to do like what's the frequency you're looking for why don't we shoot for this mm -hmm. trim it back a little bit you know he was the guy who taught me what happens when i let out more more of the wire on the end how does that shift my swr readings how about when i make it shorter you know, those things. And I still have these emails that I go back and forth to. Old Lanny, again, he doesn't claim me and Zero Jay-Z, but in the beginning, he was one of the guys that, you he know. helped you along. He was a big influence into you. He got me on the air. He on the air. Came over here, uh, this rack behind me. He was, he was like, look at this. Look at this guy with his rack. <laughs> you know, like I'm supposed to have a folding table that fell over and I had this wacky thing and you know, he helped me run the cables, you know, a couple of guys. But uh, today is that day where we're going to loosely share the the um, appreciation for our ham radio teachers. There's so many great comments that are happening. There's uh, I don't know how many have even come in, but a hundred more, hundred more or whatever. And I can't catch up with him. So I encourage everybody to go back to this show to look at the call signs that have been put into uh, the chat because I'm they're just blowing around and I can't I can't get them all um, so anyway let me look in here just to see uh, there's a comment about Gordo and uh, we're talking about Gordon West who has written Gordo, books yeah. about how to become a ham radio Gordo has been a huge influence in the in the teaching world and um, you know getting the the license manuals out and it's just not amateur radio it's also he's you know in the the GROL, the General Radio Operator License, the the Grawl, as uh, 
and um, and all those endorsements and uh, and big influence and putting all that together and and going out and teaching another a huge influence a big mover and shaker in the hobby here also uh here's a uh, here's a rock star in the game steve a whiskey golf zero alpha tango He's known to be one of the uh the best um to, to go out and operate on the summit and i want to have you come on the show with us steve if you're still watching i'd, I'd love to have you come on and share some time with i've worked him he's done segments on our show where he's taken us up the mountain <laughs> Uh, with him in an audio audio way he also has a youtube uh, channel which i've watched with his goats his goats are carrying his gear up there yep. uh, talking about his elmer there so it's it's nice uh ed of course is out in germany he's um let's see oh the set the scpt question yeah oh yeah i bet i need to i guess we need to get into some of our questions but anyway thank you guys for coming by i know this is swimming by quickly in uh, the comments Let's get on to this question here, Steve. Uh, this is from Leanne. She was on our show a couple of weeks ago. Um, and she's a military family. So her husband may be reassigned, maybe getting a new job. And it's a little up in the air right now. And I know that's a stressful thing, especially around the holidays. Uh, so we're thinking about you, Leanne. But I saw you post this on Facebook. Anyone with current firsthand knowledge of reciprocal agreements with Germany or Spain, specifically for American technician licenses, it continues, or knowledge of whether or not a non-citizen could get licensed in those countries through their own exams, fees, etc. cetera, uh, if you aren't a citizen but are living in the country on military orders. So there you go. Um, this, is a, this is a tricky one for me because I, you know, I've thought about being in other places. What does it mean? Is it a temporary license? Um, and it's way out of my league. And I did ask uh, for help on this one. So if you have that, and I know I'm going to keep an eye on the chat here because I think we could probably. I know that. that there's some, there's a fair amount of knowledge, uh, knowledge base, throw it that way, um, on the ARRL website. Um, there's uh, a lot of information there. Personally, I don't know all the details. Um, and then in regard to the technician class, I know there's, uh, um, with the general and the extra, then there, you know, some countries have class one, two, or they have different uh, classifications. Uh, oh, no go for uh, technician reciprocal. Okay. So Ed but, is in Germany. He's DD five LP. Uh, for those who are listening at home, he says, sorry, no go for technician with reciprocal reciprocal in the country. However, a military base might be different so we'll follow that along i but we should uh look into the uh, league and to see they may have some sort of information or at least some contact points there in different yeah. countries so i i'm kind of thinking i'm i'm gonna spitball on this that you know with the technician class that might be a foundation level with some of these other countries i know if you have a general or extra it's definitely uh, a lot easier with the reciprocals, but uh, you know, hey, Leanne, here's a good opportunity to uh, upgrade your license and uh, get into general and uh, and uh, extra. Yeah, and I think it's her son. Ah, there, Ian. I think it's her US. son. Ian says U.S. military bases are U.S. sovereign territory. U.S. federal laws apply. So. That's great. You can operate from the awesome. base. 
but uh, you know, Leanne likes to go out and uh, sure. do some poda soda. That would be, and then have the uh, having a, uh, a reciprocal European uh, privileges. Now you become the DX. Ed continues here and says uh, CEPT covers general German novice, extra slash advanced, full license, full license. relevant uh, documents are no reciprocals to foundation under CEPT, C-E-P-T. That's why we have you, Ed. That's why we have you. Ed is actually in Germany. Um, Mm. Very helpful guy. Uh, My wife was studying abroad there two, two summers ago and offered to help if needed, if anything were to go wrong there. So I appreciate his insight and, and expertise in the country uh, where he lives and does his thing. So I think that uh, there's a, some more exploring there, but I think that helps get maybe a little closer, Leanne. I hope that that will help you if you're watching this now or um, as it's posted later uh, on YouTube. So there you go. And Ed is a DD5 LP. He probably wouldn't mind if you dropped him a line there so i guess we can continue on here we got to take a a break in a little bit our celebration of elmer's feel free to drop your your elmer's call signs we're going to be giving away an antenna here after the break so how about we do it this way steve to to uh cut down on some of the confusion on some of the call signs of mentors uh the person associated with the call sign picked (laughs) wait a minute maybe that's not going to work either (laughs) Damn it, I should have thought this through. But anyway, we'll figure it out. We'll put all the uh, call signs into the chat. And if you put your call sign and name at any time during the show, you'll be eligible to win uh, this week's antenna, which I think we go back to the old-fashioned dipole uh, this week. We're going to give away an off-center fed this week. And in just a few minutes, by the way, uh, we'll do that. So go ahead and put your call signs in there. And, and you'll uh, be eligible for next week's giveaway. Next week's, yep. Yes. If you were here last week, it's just sort of you have to be here kind of deal. Yeah. And thank you all for those who are watching it live. We appreciate you as we fumble our way through it. All right. So uh, call signs are populating. We're going to take a little break here. We've got more questions. One of my favorite parts of the show. We can take your questions as well, but we've got some leftover questions from our social media presence, Facebook page, Twitter and some that are in the comments uh, through YouTube now. So we have a really cool collection. And we're going to get to that stuff here in just a little bit. Let's take a break. We'll pause, pump the brakes, and we'll come back and hit your questions next on 100 Watts and a Wire. Main Trading Company is your one-stop ham radio shop in Paris, Texas. Find us on the web at mtcradio.com. We've been in business for 12 years. We take trades and love to help fellow hams trade up to a newer rig. Watch our used gear page on the web for great deals on older and even like new equipment. Main Trading is a mom-and-pop business owned by Richard and Christine Lenore. We hope you'll hop on the web and give us a try, or give us a call at 903-737-0773. We're here hoping to earn your business with good old-fashioned friendly service. If you're in Northeast Texas, stop in and see us at 2707 Lamar Avenue. Main Trading Company, Surplus Electronics, and Ham Radio. Really love to help the um, the smaller the mom and pa companies mm-hmm. now. And it's Christmas time. And, um, and we're getting fewer and fewer of them, you know. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, they Universal are. is uh, closing their doors, not because they've lost business. They're retiring. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, it comes a time. It's you gotta comes time to move on. And uh, we got some questions here. One of my favorite uh, parts of the show here is when I we, we're a little bit challenged. Um, should we get into maybe we should do the antenna giveaway because uh, I think that's yeah, probably let's, the, let's get that. Let's do that. It is time for us to give away an antenna. We're going to give away an off center fed dipole uh, this week. If you were in the chat last week and put your call signs in there, uh, you were you were qualified to win in a random drawing. Random drawing is very simple. Your call signs are pulled out they're assigned a number my daughters do the picking match it up to your call sign and that's how we give it away my thanks to ldg who is sponsoring 12 weeks of antenna giveaway so we're just trying to go through the uh the deal give them all away there's some interesting things too uh like the flagpole antenna was really cool i think that's the one rosa won uh, and yeah. uh, we got the old-fashioned dive all, uh, dive hole, just an old-fashioned dive hole, playing on the radio. So let's, uh, yeah, you got to be a certain age to understand that one, too. Let's give this away. We're going to give away an off-center fed dive hole, and the winner is Nicholas. Nicholas. Woo-hoo. Nicholas is Kilo Delta 2 United Victor, Victor Delta. Congratulations nice. Congrats. on that. Yeah, congratulations, Nicholas. Excellent. That's cool. That's very good. And I'm curious to see how all these things will work. It would be really yes. neat. Let, us, let it, us know when you get them on the, you know, get them strung up. And uh, and remember, if you do it in the snow, they will work better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the propagation is better. Oh, yeah. Everything's better when it's snowing. Everything's better <laughs> in the snow, he says. <laughs> oh, um, that's funny. Boy, you'd have to be there in the meet and greets. Uh, to understand what cupping the balls <laughs> is all about. That's a new feature. Well, I think that's yeah. a new feature. If you got a camera, you go. let's, let's see you cup your balls. This show probably won't last very long on YouTube. They'll just uh, they'll they'll just say, "What were you yeah. thinking?" Cupping balls. I mean, it's not as dirty as you make it out to be. You weirdos. But thank you uh, for for coming on, Nicholas Kilo Delta Two United Victor Delta. All right. I think it's time for us to get into some questions, Steve. You can submit your questions through the chat. Uh, we'll pick them up there. Mm-hmm. Facebook, a lot of questions go around on Facebook. Comments on the YouTube channel. All that sort of stuff is where we're pulling well, from. There was the leftovers. Yeah, tell me about guy. what's going on. What's going on? This oh, yes, that's right? we're going to do that first. Here, here it is. This is the question. It says, Steve, I'm really intrigued of what the really good story is of the flag on the wall that you mentioned during the 100 Watts and Wire pre-show meet and greet. Now, let me go ahead and throw this up here. There's a picture that you sent to me. It looks like that this on your screen. And And I took it off the wall because, you know, now you want it behind me where it used to be behind me when I had on the shot over here. So it's cool. Tell us about it. This is a metal flag. It's, uh, it was, um, done by at the local high school um my wife works uh at the high school in the uh, in the office and the metal shop uh, uh makes they they cut this out on a i think as a water jet hmm. and uh and then the students um paint it and so this is all hand painted by uh students and then they uh they, oh let me get Beautiful. it into the view a little bit and then they uh so the students hand paint this and uh, 
and then they uh, and they sell it off. And my wife was uh, one day uh, she came home with it, and uh, it helps support the uh, the students or the school and the uh, the metal pro- metal shop program. And uh, I was just floored when it came home. It's uh, it was it's just and I hung it in my shack and. Uh, okay. It's, I didn't uh, know from the photograph that the stars were actually real holes. You could see yeah, through that. everything is, uh, it's just all cut out and then painted. And, uh, it's been in my shack, uh, for, uh, a couple of years, about a year, two years, I think it was, uh, it was a couple of years. Uh, and it's been great. I, I love it. It's, uh, very, uh, yes, Edwin, it is like a piece of art, but, uh, and to me, there's a lot of sentimental values and it's the kids were, you know, they were learning something from it and, uh, and, and the painting of it. And then, uh, I got another one on the wall right behind the camera that my son did. And it's just basically the radio with the microphone, you've seen the picture and then, uh, has my call sign and that's been painted, uh, blue and my son actually did that one. So, uh. So I have that one on uh, uh, on the wall, but uh, yeah, that's kind of the interesting story. Is that uh, it's a local it, um, it and the and the kids were involved in it, and uh, and my wife, you know, got it for me, and uh, it's uh, she thought it would have been a great addition to the ham shack, and uh, so now I got an empty spot on the wall over there. Man, do so, something else, and I got to move it back. They- yeah, I think back there is going to be beautiful behind that Collins rig. Good lord, man, that's beautiful. So, did you say they sell those? Um, they, or is it like a donation I, thing? Because I, I would totally be into that. And I bet you, I wonder uh, if we I could work get, something I, out. I know there was. I bet you we could sell fun. them if they did sell them, but maybe that gets tricky with it being a school. Yeah, maybe it could be I, a I fundraiser. I would I, pay for that. They use it kind of as a fundraiser, but look at your local high school. Don't, you know, it'd be great for, you know, ours here, but, you know, look into the metal shop if they True. might do something like that. And, uh, or any projects, um, even the woodworking shop, uh, my wife's into some arts and crafts hobby and, uh, the woodworking shop made some, uh, special tables for her and, uh, it's worked out great. So, you know, look into it, support. It's a great way to support the, um, your local high schools. And if they have industrial arts classes and that's something that, uh, usually gets pulled out and then we need to keep that, that going in our local schools to, you know, te- not everybody's bound for college, but we need people to yeah. have skills and, and things like that. So great, great yeah. tie into our, our Elmering conversation with mentors. I, I really, we've talked about this a few weeks ago. Uh, with Leanne and them, they took these sorts of programs out of my high school. It became uh, not an option. You had to go to a different high school to learn how to work in the shop. My father was a, a sheet metal man. He was a heating and air conditioning mm-hmm. man. So he had a break and he had things and things I could be around and mostly cut myself. I bled too easy. My father, <laughs> I think I made him nervous, but I was always uh, cut myself in, on sheet metal. But, you know, these sorts of trades have kind of moved out of, you know, and that may be a good entry point into science mm-hmm. and radio and these sorts of things. So I, I wish maybe there's a conversation that we can have in our local school systems about introducing these programs, these trade possibles, even even learning radio. And some schools are doing it, but it's not like it's a um, 
it's not up there with math. You know, it's not up there on the on the thing. It's more sciences, of a, they've all you know pushing into that direction, and uh, but we're you know we're forgetting the basic trades. And you know, I was fortunate enough in my high school we had electronics, and I went all four years. I had electronics class. It was part of the industrial arts. I would buy one of those. I would pay for it and mm-hmm. have it shipped and have that money go back to whatever school. You know what I mean? And I think many people, many people would love that. It's beautiful. What a great gift uh, that yeah. your wife found and, and gave, but excellent. That's the backstory, uh, supporting local uh, talent. Great piece. Great so piece. Look, Steve. look into your local high schools, see if they, they can do whatever they have all kinds of things and, uh, and support it. They can, uh, it gives the students a, uh, something to work towards and uh and then they can you know they take the money from this and buy more materials and it just keeps on building and building and building and uh it's a great way to support your local high schools we've got a question here from a friend i'd like to share here steve let's see if we can help ronnie whiskey victor eight tango i've been 100 watts in a wire for 20 years and i've loved every second of it for the most part i've been using the g5 rvs I'm looking mm-hmm. for something better. Here's more. I've never had a wire to get on 160. What's the best wire out there? I don't know if that's in terms of wire that you can buy and use. Again, G5s have been great, but with my IC7100 and LDG tuner, I struggle with pulsating signal on 18 through 28 on the digital mode. So this is kind of like a broad... It sounds like he wants an idea for what an antenna, you know, something different from a G5 RFE that maybe can get him on 160 and work the digital modes. And when he asked what's the best wire out there, I don't know Ooh. if that's sort of stranded, solid, copper, insulated. Or is that the best wire antenna out exactly. there? Exactly. So, uh, well, let's so. cover both, Steve. In terms well, of the actual... The one, let's start with the 160. And okay. so, there, you know, we don't have any multi-band wire antennas for 160, but 160 requires a lot of space. But uh, one of the... I did some research, as you can see, I got a couple of manuals out here. Uh, I, I have one that's the ARRL antenna handbook, and then I got the low-band DXing... Uh, uh, antenna book and I went to go look up uh, 160 antennas. We had a question from last week about what would be a good uh, antenna for 160. Well, there's two come into mind is the dipole, just the basic dipole, but you know, you're looking at 256 feet end to end is like, oh, that's a lot of wire out there. But the one that comes up a lot and is a little more palatable and, and for most people's uh, application is the invert is the l uh inverted l and uh basically it's a quarter wave uh, antenna it starts at the ground and you have it as a vertical component and then a horizontal component the only tricky part about that to work very efficiently is you got to lay out some ground radials and stuff but it's a, basically a quarter wave wire antenna with a uh with a ground plane so think of it as a as a ground plane antenna and but it has a bend in it and uh so that's probably the easiest and to, and to to get out there the g5 rv antenna is a is a multi-band antenna and from what i understand it, the original design was it was designed more so for 20 meters 
but it's been, you know, worked over over the years and it turns into a multi-band antenna with a, with a, with a tuner. And, um, so in your case, can you put up multiple antennas? Because the, I think the G5 kind of falls into the, you know, 20, 15, 10 meters in the, the, the traditional bands. And then we have the work bands, which is, you know, uh, 17 meters and 12 and, um, where they kind of fall out of that. If personally, I think if you can put up some other antennas, uh, the dipole is right off the bat is the, is the standard and, um, and go from there, especially for like 17 meters or 12, throw up a dipole uh, for those bands specifically. If you, you know, you can put up multiple antennas, not everybody has that option. And, um, uh, another one is, uh, think of a loop is if you have the room to put up a loop, that's uh, another one that works really well on multiple bands and even on probably 17 and 12. So the key with the loop is whatever band you, you're going to use for the lowest frequency. So if you, if you want to do 160, you got to put up over 500 feet of uh, wire and that takes up a lot of space. And, uh, but uh, a loop is probably a good all around, uh, but it's, it's a space hog. But if you can't put up 500 feet, maybe, you know, think about uh, um, 80 meters or 40 meters and above and go from there. But your situation, it all depends on what kind of layout you have and how you can do it. So there's loops, dipoles. Um, I'd still stay with the G5 RV a lot. There's a lot of old time hams that dog the, the antenna. And I, I think it's unjustified. It's, uh, it works, it uh, gets out there. And, um, you know, the, my attitude is that, uh, any wire in the air is better than no wire in the air. There's so many factors to this answer too, because there's so many different antennas. They play differently mm -hmm. depending on where you are. Are you down in a valley? Are you up on a hill? Do you have space? Are you uh, in an HOA? So all those factors will play mm -hmm. into what antenna are possible for you. But I think Steve has given us some good options and uh, some things to get you started and, and maybe uh, poke around an antenna book too and kind of evaluate what your space might be like. I think space restrictions and HOAs almost lead, you know, every discussion with antennas because ideally we all have 20 acres and, and, and four towers or whatever it is, but uh, that's not necessarily the case. And um, what works for me might not work where Steve is or work where you are. If you're in a, mm -hmm. in a valley, so there's a lot of factors. Oh, there's huge factors. I mean, uh, we can go into it so deep and, but every situation is different on what will work for me might not work for you. And what works for you might not work for me. So, I mean, it's just, you're going to have to, and this is where the local Elmers come into play. We'll mm -hmm. tie that back in. Yeah. And these are the guys that have been doing the hobby and, and they're local to you. They know what has been successful for them locally because it's every place is different, you know, uh, soil conductivity, um, just the whole environment is, uh, varies from one place to another and that's where the local uh, knowledge really really helps out so you know kind of tap into that all right we have uh, time i think for one more question let's see if we can help chris 
For an HF receive-only antenna, would an N-fed dipole cut to the length of a certain band work better for tuning around and listening, or would a long wire, say 250 feet, work better for all bands? Um, for for HF receive, I would go with the biggest antenna, you know, wire antenna you can put out there. You're just strictly using it for you know for receive, and. Uh, it depends on where you know you want to, if you want to listen on 160 then you, you got all that capture area and it all comes down to capture area so if you have a short piece of wire out there it's not going to be as efficient as a a nice long piece of wire it's uh, look at the beverage antennas those uh, the reasons they work so well is for a couple of re- reasons they're low to the ground and they're long they're just hundreds and hundreds of feet long so my personal uh, preference if I'm just going to have a receive antenna only I'll throw out as much wire as I can just uh, that way you can cover the lowest frequencies and uh, it will give you that capture area the the antenna is going to capture the RF out there so and you don't but, have to be so high off the ground you want to keep it safe enough that you can get under mm-hmm. it and people don't trip up on it you or can, the animal if you have a fence it. line you can run it along that um, and uh, it just don't, or you can run it around the eaves of your house or whatever. Just throw up as much wire as you can for, for receive. It, it doesn't have to be tuned for the band because it's going to work. Um, you only get into the tuning issues if you're going to transmit into it, and that's where we run into issues. That's a whole different thing. That's Don't a whole that. different animal, but we're just receiving. So put up as much as you can, and uh, if... Uh, if you have a wire antenna, then just have a ground rod or something ground uh, as a reference to it. And then as long as you can with the wire antenna, random length is all you need. And so one final thing before we wrap up it, uh, this conversation is the longer the wire, should it be, you know, uh, not as loud, not as uh, much static? Does, does the length of wire help uh, with, you know, sound sonically? Uh, it's the height. Uh, from what I understand, that's the the, the key with the beverage antenna um, is that it's low noise um, because the lower you get into the band, the more noise you start picking up, man-made noise. And uh, and I haven't done a beverage yet. I, I keep wanting to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is the, uh, the the principle of it is that if it's down low, it's you don't have the the a lot of the noise component, but you also have the length of the antenna that is gives you that you know capture effect or picks up the uh, the signal and overcomes the uh, uh, the noise so I I need to do a little more research on that uh, I need to actually build one and let's and do pull one. one out <laughs> and uh, but uh, there's a lot of folks that especially that are the contesters and the serious DX operators but mainly the contesters throw out the beverages in this time of year especially guys that have you know farm fields and they can go out and you know jerry and val are you know they come to mind right now and uh out you know once the once the crop is in poop, out comes out the t-bar and they start pounding in the t-bar and out goes the uh the beverage antennas until uh until spring well i hope that works for you let us know what you come up with and uh keep us posted on that all right, Steve, I think it's time for us to wrap up. I can't believe how fast the uh, Saturday mornings can go for us as we're trying to help talk mm-hmm. about ham radio. We're thanking our Elmers today. It is now an official holiday. We have um, dubbed we it so. 
we've said it that that's what it is so that's what it is so call your elmers thank your elmers today if you can send them a message let them know that 100 watts and a wire said it's an official sort of holiday now internationally well known and uh, you should uh, take the time if you can and remember uh, where we all come from and it's important once you get to a level of experience that you reach back and help somebody up it doesn't always have to be a teenager or your own children although that exposure i think helps them very much to see what dad's into it certainly did for me i go back to the beginning of this show and, and see but my father was interested in it i'm interested in it because i'm interested in my father you know that that helps but locally lend a tool you know keep an eye on what's going on locally it's a time-honored tradition to share your tools uh, with people who don't have it, it's you know it's not always cheap to 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 buy all these tools for yourself. Ask someone, ask for help. Don't be afraid of that. Any final thoughts on being an Elmer or looking for one, Steve? Um, it's as being an Elmer or looked as an Elmer. It's pretty rewarding uh, to, uh, to help pass on the knowledge, um, even though we don't think about it uh, every day. It's like oh. Hey, Steve, you know, here's X, Y, Z. And it's like, oh, yeah, okay. You know, da, 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 da. And, you know, it feels, feels good. And, um, and, you know, and that we're passing it on and it's paying it forward is the, the way I look at it. And, uh, and we all have knowledge of something We're we're all an Elmer in one way or the other. So just be willing to, to lend a hand and, uh, and be patient that being an Elmer is going to, it's like being a parent. It's uh, you learn patience and you, uh, and it's all, and it's a good way and it keeps you sharp. And if you don't know something, just say, I don't know. And let's find out together and then go from there. Yeah. So important also to think about that. Our Elmers are moving on. They're passing on their, their situations are changing in a lot of ways. Uh, some of us are healthy and, young enough, but a lot of the Elmers of yesterday, you know, uh, there's a lot of silent keys out there right now. So, you know, we need to keep that in mind and we need to pick up our game too. You know, we, we have to uh, start pulling back when you get to a position, um, start to give it back, start to, you know, help some people. And uh, if you're in the beginning, ask questions, you would be surprised. You know, I thought originally I'm bothering people. Well, if you're bothering people, they're people are grownups and they'll say, listen, I don't, uh, you know, I can't help you today. Let's talk about it or set up a schedule and, you know, do it with tact if you have to. But ask these questions. You probably will find that most people are excited to help you mm-hmm. and give this knowledge away. I thought I was a trouble and it uh, turns out I wasn't. I wasn't. I might have been a pain uh, at some days, but um Looking back on it, I don't think anybody's going to look at you and go, oh, for real, man, again, <laughs> you may think that, but that's probably not really true, you know, so just yeah. ask, be patient in, in waiting for your response if you can, and be patient if you're the one that's going to be giving uh, the information. If nothing else, you can always say, hey, there's a really good book, it's called this, and I know a guy, or whatever, patience and tact. I think we'll go a long way, but also celebrate your Elmers and give them thanks. So thank you again, Steve. You've pulled oh, me welcome. up uh, when I, when I had no clue. And even if I didn't get the clue at some point, it made sense to me. 
So uh, thanks for helping me. And thanks for, uh, for helping me with the show today. I appreciate you every day. But uh, today's the day we're going to going to talk about it. Anything else we missed, Steve? Uh, one other thing. We, yeah. Last week we talked about computers, and it yeah. was kind of yeah. PC-centric. It was kind of Windows-centric, and we touched a little bit about uh, on the Apple side. Okay. But uh, let's not forget Linux. I was uh, reminded that uh, there's a, a plethora of... Uh, uh, amateur related, uh, uh, Linux programs. So, um, and as we are pretty frugal as a hobby and, uh, there's, you know, Linux is, uh, an open source and, uh, freeware. So there's, uh, so don't forget, uh, that, uh, operating system. And, uh, if you haven't tried it, give it a try. There's some pretty cool stuff out there. I've, uh, I play with, uh, Ubuntu and in the KDE environment, it's kind of the, there's GNOME and there's all kinds of other ones. Mint, I've played with that. And so, I mean, there's just a plethora, but uh, there's a lot of uh, amateur related uh, software uh, that's out there. So, um, we, you know, as we were talking about uh, computers in the shack, we kind of, you know, <laughs> kind of uh, focused on the Windows sure. side or the Microsoft. And, uh, and we don't want to show bias. Yeah, all computers kind of, are welcome here. All people, everybody, and, and every technology. And uh, HamPy came up, and that's another one that runs. Uh, there's a lot of uh, amateur-related uh, software that runs on a on a Pi uh, computer. You know, it's really small, and uh, you know, it's not a powerhouse, but uh, hey, it does the job, and and things like that. So, cool. It, uh, don't forget the Linux, and don't which forget I forget the Linux, and I. I'm sorry, but we'll make amends to it. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we just did. We did. We'll, we just we'll, did. We'll work it out for you. And um, thanks to everybody who has uh, supported the show. Um, mm -hmm. Appreciate you going to YouTube, too. This is a great time to see the show. Um, the audio still exists on the podcast side. Um, there's an interesting algorithm for YouTube. So it, enjoy, it likes to see when you like something. The thumbs up isn't for ego. It actually sort of it helps uh, us. It generates the, uh, the algorithm to go, oh, people are digging that. They're watching it. They seem to like it. Maybe I'll show other people. So those things like that, um, thumbs up, that kind of deal, you're subscribing. And, uh, uh, you know, YouTube, it was brought up. Uh, there was uh, a question that kind of went through pretty quick, but... Uh, you know the newer uh, the generation here. Their Elmers have was YouTube, and there's a lot of information out on YouTube, and uh, and which is great. But uh, sometimes it could be a little overwhelming, and that's where having the Elmer mm -hmm. that that you can rely on, or lo someone local who's been in the hobby a while, they can kind of help you digest that, or kind of point you, hey, you know, yeah, well, you know, not so much, but yes, that's true, but you know. Right. And from there. So, and that reminds me, we got two, uh, two interesting uh, segments we're working on. One's going to be, um, Steve's going to be on, on his bench there. So there'll be some times where we'll change over and have Steve show you some things, whether it's messing around with the cable, how to put on a PL 259, whatever it is. Um, plus next week, we're going to start this news segment. So hopefully, uh, in the coming days, uh, we'll be talking about ham radio topics. We'll be showing you a little bit of work on the bench too. We'll figure it all out, but uh, some exciting stuff coming. So subscribe, click the bell. You'll know when we go live and do what we do. But as the two old guys like to say, the show's over when the coffee's empty and the bladder's, <laughs> and the bladder's full. full. That's see, see, it's true. 
We both said it. Uh, 73, everybody. We appreciate you being here. Everyone. Take care of yourselves next week. Maybe we'll talk about some of the holiday uh, things that we're thinking about or looking at, mm-hmm. seeing uh, maybe some prices and or, or whatever you're interested in. I'm curious to see what you guys are looking for and, and uh, considering buying or saving up for. That'll be interesting. So we'll see you next Saturday. Take care of yourselves and each other. And if you can, by all means, please try and stay above the noise. 73, Steve. 73, 73 Christian. And 73, everyone. Thanks Take for care. being here. Bye. To join the 100 Watts in a Wire community, visit 100wattsinawire.com.